with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Black State. stretch run to Mostert, gets the edge left, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards Listening to the Fourth and Gold Podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch. And sure glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um, I'm just pumped to get him. Here. Welcome to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back. The 49ers lose two straight. The uh, streak is over. Well, not really. Jimmy Garoppolo did not finish this game. 49ers do fall to the Seattle Seahawks 28-21. A very frustrating performance from the offense. Not so much the defense. I'm not putting this on the defense very much. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo does leave the game with a calf injury. We do see an extended period of Trey Lance. And a lot to get to with this game. A couple other injuries to cover. Robbie Gold with a groin injury. And Trent Williams left the game with a shoulder. Did not return. So hopefully Trent Williams is okay and Robbie Gold is okay and nothing serious for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I said we'd lose this game, but I didn't think we'd lose like this. Hey, I mean, you called the loss. You called the loss. And I also said that we were going to be playing in these kind of just ugly-ass football games. And we should expect it. I said that, and I still am hurting, Javi. It still hurts. Like, I expect it ugly football but man this fucking hurt especially the way it looked the way the defense came out playing right six what was it fit five straight three and outs for seattle and we only get seven on the board like that's what hurt the most for me today Mm -hmm. the defense came out playing well we score on our first drive and then uh it was just such a fucking letdown i've consumed way too many blue moons so I apologize, but this one hurt a little bit. This one hurt. Just like last uh, week hurt, but this hurt. Yeah, this one hurt. The uh, the 49ers did start off hot. They scored right away in their first drive. Jimmy Garoppolo was 10 of 12 in the first quarter, 132 yards, one touchdown, one interception, a really dumb interception. Uh, typical type of interception for Jimmy Garoppolo, the underneath defender. Quandary Diggs jumps it, and the Niners uh, don't score on that next drive after the touchdown. Um, so, it, you know, you have one really big drive and then boom, an interception and it, you know, and the Niners never really um, took advantage of their opportunities. Right. Robbie Gold is missing. So you can't you have Wyshkanowski taking extra points and, you know, long distance field goals. That's not his forte. I don't put that on Wyshkanowski. Wyshkanowski is know. solid um, all season as a punter and, and a kickoff specialist. But that one hurt the 49ers. They have a lot. Of, they have a lot of questions, and this is kind of. I don't know. I don't want to be Mister Conspiracy Man, but to me, this is something that you should have done early on when you made the trade to three. You should have ripped this bandaid off. You don't create this controversy. You don't create this locker room. You don't create a whole bunch of nonsense that's going on right now because some of these comments after the game were kind of telling. I couldn't get them up for the for the show in time, but Kittle didn't sound too enthused with Lance. 
other guys aren't really on the on board with this whole QB transition that's that's now going to happen because the expectation now is Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna miss a couple weeks. So does Trey Lance get the job back? I don't know. Probably not. Um but the first quarter, the first drive, we said the Niners need to start fast. They started fast. Jimmy was six of six, had a really nice throw to Dwelly for a touchdown. Everyone was running wide open. Um, the Seattle secondary was absolute cheese. But like, like we thought, like we thought. Yeah. And they took advantage of it, and then they never really took advantage of it again in that first half. Uh, the Niners ended up going in the second quarter. Uh, Jimmy was four of 11 for 33 in the second quarter. So you, you don't convert third downs. You don't convert the easy third downs. Everything kind of stalls. Seattle made the, the adjustment, started spot dropping safety. Okay, taking away the middle. Jimmy threw a couple hospital balls. And here we go. I thought George Kittle's knee was about to explode on the ho- I, You know what? Screw it. We're, this is, now we're at the point now. It's Lance's oh. era. Now, I'm just going to say it. Oh, all right. Jimmy Garoppolo is incapable of throwing an accurate pass to a stationary target. Jimmy George Kittle was standing still. He wasn't moving, and you had him jump for this pass. Did anyone else freak out when Kittle was on the floor rolling around? I did. I I I, tw- I tweeted the second it happened, and I'm I'm thinking about it, and I'm going like, look, I mean George is a gamer, and all these guys are they're gonna they're gonna go jump and try and make a play, but that was like an unnecessary punishment for a tight end and i get living over the middle right you're going to take punishment when you're throwing over the middle all day long and your receivers are going to have to be okay with taking some big hits but by getting kittle up in the air the way he did that could have been awful and it looked awful in slow motion right when you watch that like that looked awful for him to get up go to the sideline and come back and play that's one thing but him dealing with his own calf injury and then getting out there and then having to deal with that. Like, I have no idea what to expect this coming week. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kittle doesn't practice at all this week to try and even give himself a chance to play because that looked like an awful hit for his knee and the calf. I mean, Jimmy's got to be better at those kind of throws and help avoid some of the punishment, right? Because it's not, he's not going to be able to avoid it all, especially when you're playing over the middle like Jimmy does. But there are certain types of hits that you could avoid by at least being more consistent. You know, you're always going to let one spray. And even, you know what, Trey Lance did it too. And Debo had to go up a couple times to get a – I mean, it it happens. But we're going to – we need a little bit more accuracy from Jimmy when it comes to those plays because, I mean, that could have been Kittle season right then and there. Yeah. You know, that's that's two or three times with Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. And Kittle, right? Yeah, it's just it's like what are we doing here, George, Jimmy? You got to get that ball down. Protect the guys. Yeah, did Trey throw a couple? Did Trey throw a hospital ball late in the game to kill in the end zone? That's a touchdown pass. A I thought that was a great pass. Yeah. In all honesty, I didn't think that was I didn't think that was that bad of a pass. In all, I mean, it was a duck a little bit, but um, overall, I actually really liked the placement of that. Um, but look, I mean, Jimmy went out there and everything looked really good to start. And it got really ugly. And you know what? If if it was his calf or Achilles that tightened up on him, you know, maybe it's an Achilles strain. I don't know. I hope it isn't. Um, but it was obviously enough that Jimmy had to kind of tap himself out if this is exactly how it's reported. And, you know, for him to do that, knowing the circumstances, it had to be bad. It had yeah. to be bad enough because, you know, Jimmy wouldn't tap out, especially knowing 
you know, everyone's looking for the kid to get out there anyway. But um, unfortunately, the big issue for me is six drives. It took the Seattle six drives to score their first points, three and out on five of them. And then on that sixth drive, they finally scored. And that's where the best, not the best team won, the team with the best quarterback won today. And that's going to happen in a lot of instances. This was ugly football. And, you know, credit to Seattle. They did a lot of the things we said they would do, right? Our, the safeties were getting down there and making some big hits. And and they, they you know, played defense and made it tough at times. But initially, we had our way with them. And we let them get the feet their feet underneath them without a whole lot of resistance. Because 7 nothing. And then they continue that over and over and then go into the half seven, seven. Like that's got to be a relief for Seattle. Like you're, you're, you're fired up. Like, yo, we played an awful first half of football. They came out looking like they were about to drop 30 on us in the first half. And we go in there a tie fucking football game. And now they get their feet underneath them. They tighten up a little bit and guess what? You know, turnovers, it led to at least potential. I mean, we had a nice stop right after it was at the interception where mm-hmm. we end up Bosa gets a big sack and we keep him out of, you know, out of a field goal range. So we had plenty of opportunities to end this game before it even started and yep. we couldn't get it done. So, you know what? I'm going to injury aside. Our offense was so inefficient today that that's an L that you kind of, it hurts more because it was right there for the taking. That was an awful defense. They looked awful. And our offensive, our defensive line was just blowing through that offensive line of Seattle to start. And guess what? Then all of a sudden the script flips and we start going three and out or four and outs and giving them the ball back and giving Russell the ball back and giving Russell the ball back. And what do you think? That, that's why Russell Wilson is who he is. You, you can't yeah. give that guy enough opportunities Eventually, he's going to capitalize on it. He's going to find the open guy. He's going to run for a couple first downs if the running game isn't working. And then, boom, he's going to hit a big play. And there you go. And it was a very nauseating uh, football game for me because it was it was there for the taking. And then we had special teams. Fuck up. Like, it, it was just, man, they, I, they drove me to drink, man. They drove me to drink more than I even wanted to. I had to get up. I was yelling at the kids. My friend, my daughter had a friend over, which I normally do not allow during 49er games. I need to be by myself so I could just be an, an asshole and curse at the TV and whatever I need to do. But they were over and I was freaking out, man. I had to control my tongue. I was it was rough. It was rough to watch that kind of football. <laughs> yeah. So the 49ers uh, or the first quarter, uh, three, three and outs for the Seahawks, the three and out after the Jimmy interception. You know, that's that's big. Negative five yards to the Seattle Seahawks, and then the Niners gained 68 yards and then missed a field goal. This is where Robbie Gold would be needed. But you know, this is two this is a couple years in this is a couple years in a row. We're having some questions about Robbie Gold and his health. He's getting older, it's natural regression. It is what it is with him, right? The Niners missed that field goal. They go into the second quarter. Again, another three and out for Seattle. Niners come back out, eight plays for 27 yards. And they punt. Seattle gets the ball back. Three plays, punt. Niners get the ball back. Three plays, punt. And then boom, here comes here comes Russell Wilson, the magician. Six plays uh, for 80 yards, seven to seven. 
Niners don't get another chance to score before the half. They do punt on five plays, end of the half. And then uh, we get the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Oh, I was, I was just, just out of just, nowhere. But. Yeah, but just talking about Russ for a second. If you would have told me that, you know, you, you can guess the score or guess who's winning, but at the half, right, Russell Wilson's 8 for 11 with 77 yards and a touchdown. Like, how do you think Seattle's doing? Terrible. And I would be like, oh, we're fucking rock. They're getting blown out. This dude threw 20, what is it, 23 attempts? He threw the ball 23 times, mm-hmm. and they won this football game. Like, he, he didn't need to be pre- – he, he made, like, just enough plays to get them a win on an awful football day for their offense. Right, I, I thought our defense did a really good job kind of preventing any of the big plays. We were really making Russell uncomfortable. I mean, and to go into the half tied 7-7 and you held one of the best quarterbacks in football, 8-11 for 77 yards and a touchdown, and you're going in tied. You're fucked. I mean, if, that, if, if you could do that to Russ and you still not have a lead, then you're fucked, and that's what happened. Like, that. that is – it's absolute craziness, man, to, to play that well defensively and to be so inept offensively that we go into halftime tied 7-7. I mean, it's atrocious football because you couldn't ask a defense to do a better job than what our defense did. Yeah, it, it is frustrating. Is that, is, yeah. that, is that to me? Is that, is that me? I don't, I don't know how to like – what else could you want? No, you're not for your defense to do. They bounce back. They bounce back after I was very critical, especially of that last drive to for Green Bay. Right. And they bounce back and they take a mobile quarterback and they really make it tough on them. They controlled the ball. They had the time of possession. They did all the right things except find the fucking end zone. Like you gotta get fucking points. And Robbie Gold, this is tiring. Right. And there's only so much slack you give a kicker. You know, he had his first two years in San Francisco were essentially the best two seasons he's ever had in his entire career. Um, you know, with a percentage of over 95%, two straight years, 2017, 2018. Right. So those are the best two seasons he's had of his career. The Giants, what is this in 2016? I saw it was like 10 for 10, but I'm like, hey, let's get over 20 something attempts and let's talk then before we, you know, 100 attempts on 10 field goal attempts that, you know, to, to make all 10 of 10. That's nice. But we're talking in Chicago where that's where Robbie's known, right? Chicago Bears, Robbie Gold. I mean, in his entire tenure as a Chicago Bear, he had never been 90 percent in, yeah. in his field goal accuracy. So he had those two years. Right. So you decide to hold out. And then what has it happened since then? It's been decent play, but then you got a groin injury right before, and we've got our, our punter and ki- like kicking field goals. And it's like, again, you can't blame him, but R- Robbie's played out for me. Like, this is played out. Fucking play, make your money or go away. Go, go try out some kickers and let's get someone over there that we don't have to worry about. Is Robbie going to miss a game or whatever? Like, I'm, I'm, that's like the last thing I'm worried about. Like, Robbie in all honesty, could kick rocks for all I care. Yeah, the Robbie Gold thing came out of nowhere. Uh, the Niners weren't prepared for that. No one would be prepared for that going into a Sunday. You can't just try out kickers the day the day of yeah. the game. 
and sign someone. So if Robbie Gold is injured and he has to be out for a couple of weeks, then uh, they're going to be trying out kickers this week. I think that's what the word was from Matt Mayoko. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get Jimmy Garoppolo on his injury, when it happened, how it happened, what does he feel? Um, Eric Branch, I believe it was, who asked the question in the press conference. Uh, happened in the first series. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. Tweaked the calf. Uh, it hurt initially. I, I thought I could keep trying, keep trying to go, and just kept getting worse and worse. Traveling down, it killed you a little bit. But uh, we'll get more information tomorrow with MR and everything. Hopefully, you know, hopefully for the best right now. Which Kyle, side was it? Uh, right side. The, the Kyle said you got stepped on. Is, is that what you think happened? I'm not. It felt like that. Yeah. I don't know if that is actually what happened or not, but. Yeah, I just felt something, felt something go in the calf. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see, see more tomorrow. Do you feel? How hard was it for you to tell them? Yeah, it sucked. I mean, just in between series, I could feel it tightening up and everything. Thought I could get it out. I uh, tried to for the first half, but yeah, it's just tough, man. I don't know. Been in this situation too many times, and it's getting real old, you know. So, it's just one of those things that uh, part of. The- Sucks for Jimmy. This is the third year out of four that he has not made it out of September with an injury. So 2018, ACL tear, 2020, the high ankle sprain, and now 2021 with a potential calf Achilles issue. Who knows what it is? Um, Tough spot for Jimmy. Feel bad for the guy just because he can't get rid of this injury bug or injury designation that he consistently has. But what I was thinking about this, Jimmy Garoppolo started his career as a 49er because of a CJ Beathard injury. And now his 49ers career is likely over because of an injury against Seattle. So he had to play against Seattle because of CJ's injury. And now he got quote, we'll see if it's really an injury, but he was injured in this game against Seattle. It's just, it's really weird Four five years apart, same team, Similar situation because CJ went out with a calf slash ankle issue. It's just really, really weird how this stuff works out. Um, there's a co- there's a question in the comments here. How do we not have a backup kicker? That's not a, that's not our punter. No team carries a backup kicker. None. No team carries a backup kicker. You can, you have 53 men on the roster, and it's too late Sunday to bring up a guy off practice squad if you don't have one anyways. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, was this the last time we seen Jimmy Garoppolo, Fernando? In a Niner uniform, or, or starting, or getting meaningful reps in for the 49ers? I mean, I think that unfor- I, I mean, unfortunately, the way it, this happened, it, it, it's unfortunate. But you, I think you said it best. It was always going to be an awkward transition anyway. It wasn't going to be a smooth, just perfect passing of the torch to Trey. Um, but if Trey's going to get a week or two. Like, let's just say this is a two-week injury or three-week. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But if he's going to get a week or two, then just fuck it. Like, why not? Like, just why not? Because let's say all hell breaks loose and you lose the next two games. And you're sitting there at two and four. Well, then you, you might as well just play Trey. Like, you yeah. just, just play him. So if this is an injury that he's going to miss some time, I just don't see how you put him back in there. Jimmy... Um, you know, unless you think that that gives your team the best chance to win, and you're in, you're, you're in contention. But then, if you're in contention, that means, you know, that that Trey's doing enough to get the job done. And in all honesty, 
you see the end of the, of that football game and it, you know, it was a little, it was a little crazy and, and there were some really bad throws from Trey, really, really bad throws. But then you see the athleticism just to keep a play alive on a third and 10. Yeah. Right. When he's rolling around, because look, I mean, does he have the vision of an elite, an elite quarterback? Like probably not, not yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but guess what he does have? He's got the legs of a, a fucking running back. So while if his first read or second read isn't there, he's buying it. He, he moved really well in the pocket. I thought for the most part, like feeling it and moving up and side to side before he would take off. But look at, at least while you're learning to read the field and read these defenses on an NFL level, it's not a bad, um, you know, training wheels to have the the legs that he has and the strength that he has as a runner. And you can look and you could say all you want about some of those throws, but look, if you're going to be a little inaccurate, at least the fact that you're a threat, a legitimate threat to run for 15, 20 yards, every time you just break out, you're, you're at, you, you can, you can work through those kind of things because some of those receivers are going to be a lot more open than they would be for a traditional quarterback just because he's starting to move around and get all crazy and people are going to bite. And especially the team like Seattle where those safeties just are looking for something to just bite, you know, him moving around could really open things up for this offense. So look, I mean, Jimmy unfortunate, but if he's going to miss time, I just don't see how you, you put him back in two or three weeks from now. Yeah. Um, I said, I said it when it's this, this is this when they traded for a guy or whatever, this stopped being about Jimmy Garoppolo when they made the trade to three, right? This stopped being about Jimmy Garoppolo when they select the trade line. This stopped being about Jimmy Garoppolo when... They were looking for every other fucking quarterback. (laughs) And then this week, before you know, in between our pods, what comes out? You have all the stuff on Brady, the Stafford stuff. You know, you have all these questions in the Seth Wickersham book. We know this team doesn't want you, Jimmy. Steve Young has said it loud and clear. The 49ers' actions have said it loud and clear. Do I think they wanted it to transition this way? Absolutely not. You don't want anyone to get hurt. But I think part of them is like, okay, we made the transition. Now it's a natural transition, whether that be because of poor play or injury. Now we have this kid. We can get him his live reps. And for being his first live reps without any first team reps, without any full game planning, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. So every week we've done this, the pass charts. Let's take a look at the pass charts. I'm going to put them side by side here. Jimmy Garoppolo, 14 to 23, 165, one touchdown, one interception, longest pass of 21 yards for the touchdown to, to Ross Dwelly. Trey Lance, 9 of 18, 157, two touchdowns, longest pass in the air of 41 yards for a 76 yard touchdown to Debo Samuel. Pass charts look similar. I don't think Kyle Shannon is going to automatically open up this playbook, but he's going to give him, going to give Trey some gimmies. I think Trey said it best in his presser. Um, he said he he thought he missed some big plays. He thought he missed some small plays. He thought he missed some gimmies and some checkdowns. This is going to happen to a rookie quarterback who's thrown in to a game without a full week of prep- preparation. Mm-hmm. Does Trey Lance have a package? Yes. Was Trey Lance asked to play like Russell Wilson during practice? Also, yes. So he's not necessarily prepping for the Seahawks. I mean, he's prepping for the Seahawks, but these plays are designed for Jimmy Garoppolo, not really Trey Lance. So you have to you have to work with whatever this package is that Kyle has for Trey and kind of hope that he can work a couple other things in there. Now, 
this is my pushback with a lot of people mm-hmm. on this situation, right? Jimmy Garoppolo was traded for middle of the season. Middle of the season. He sat for two weeks. Yeah. He came in late, ran a, a touchdown drive against Seattle, and then became the starter for five straight games. Trey Lance has been here since March, right? April, excuse me. Yep. So he's had all this time to work on the 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 the, the offense and the system. You can't tell me that this kid can't play because he just showed you that he can. You're not going to tell me that he's not ready because he just showed you that he can manage an offense and work his way down. And he basically dragged the rest of the offense with him, mm-hmm. right? There is, I, I've said this before, there's nothing Jimmy Garoppolo does that Trey can't. And I think the only thing, if I had to rephrase that, the only thing Trey can't do right now, and it seems that he can't, is the situational football stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Down in distance, clocking it, the timing, those things. But the, that's going to come. The only way that comes is with live game action. Yeah. Right? You said it. The threat of Trey Lance, you know, he had four, five, six seconds to throw the ball. Because yeah. teams aren't blitzing him all over the place. Yeah, the, the pocket kind of collapsed a couple times, but he's able to evade the rush, make some things happen. He had 41 rush yards. And in, 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 in such a limited amount of time. I mean... He didn't make those big rushing plays until the fourth quarter when, yeah, you know, it's amazing what he can do. And I thought the most interesting thing was as I'm watching this game and they start, Trey goes in and they, they're talking about the, uh, the plays on their wrist. I don't know if, if you remember this mm-hmm. and the, the announcers are like, yeah, you know, we asked if Trey has, you know, different plays, you know, if he's got the different plays on his wrist, if he doesn't, you know, condensed version maybe of the offense, just some, you know, basic. And they said that Jimmy, that Trey's got the same plays that Jimmy does and a couple more. Yeah. So when you talk about Trey can do all or can make all the throws that Jimmy can make and some, right. That's the, that's it right there. I mean, if Trey couldn't do any of those things, he'd have a much limited play calling sheet to be looking at on his wrist when he would go in there. But the fact that he's got the same amount of plays as Jimmy plus some, because he adds a dimension tells me everything I need to know about where we're at for this quarterback. He's going to fuck up and he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie and he just got thrown in there against Seattle. And that's a lot of pressure. I mean, he, he not everyone knows once you wear a 49er uniform who one of your major rivals are regardless of your record and this and that i mean there's a little extra pressure there to go in right there against seattle but the fact that kyle trusts him enough to have the same playbook as jimmy garoppolo on his wrist plus additional plays tells you what he brings to this offense and you saw it when things got nuts and he didn't have his first few reads yeah, he he relied on his athleticism. And we fucking need him. We need someone to do that. Because it's going to open everything up for it. Like, we can deal with him finding a rhythm. Let's get himself into a rhythm. Let's make some easy throws first. Let's get him going. Very similar to Colin Kaepernick. And then once he gets going, the defenses are going to have a hard time figuring it out. Because it's not all going to be designed runs. It's going to be wow, this is man coverage, or boom, they bring the blitz, I evade it, and I can take off for 20, 30 yards. You know, he did 40-something yards, and he he broke off two decent ones in the in the fourth quarter. He had started that from scratch in the, in the first quarter, and this was a designed around him going forward. 
there's no doubt that that's a kid that I think almost every single week could get anywhere from 40 to 60 yards rushing just just cuz especially while he's learning to read defenses and making the proper reads and decisions in this complex offense but the charts are always going to be I feel like Kyle's offense is just kind of designed through through all those levels and bringing people across the middle so there's going to be a lot of throws in the middle of the field and in all honesty someone brought up on Twitter I forget who that Debo touchdown could, you know, Ooh, could Jimmy make that throw? Yes. Jimmy could have made that throw. I mean, it yes. wasn't like, that's not a, a, an impossible throw for Jimmy. I mean, look, look at even the throw that Trey made. It wasn't in stride perfectly down the field, but it was the read. It was the right play. It was a perfect play call, but we're going to be able to open this offense up a whole lot more just because Trey's going to be able to do those things with his legs that, that Jimmy can't. And we're going to look bad at times, just like we did with Trey. But I'm I'm good with that. Like I'm 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 completely okay with that because it's looking fucking bad, right? We've been doing the this looking fucking good button, right? You've been hitting that button. I'm not hitting well, it this week, no. Yeah, but it's been looking fucking bad. The offense for a little yeah. bit now, right? After after the first three quarters in Detroit, yeah, the offense hasn't been looking fucking good. So yeah, I'm cool with it looking fucking bad with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So let's get to Trey. Trey had some uh, comments after the game about his uh, about his performance. Let's get to Trey. George was was low. Your second uh, second pass to Debo was high. I mean, obviously you kind of shut shut in there. Were you able to settle down a little? Was some of that nerves or adrenaline or excitement? And were you able to settle down? Yeah, I don't want to say nerves or adrenaline or anything like that because I, I had been in games before, um, and I'm thankful for that. And I was prepared for the situation I felt. Um, so for me, you know, I just they're easy throws. Like maybe thinking too much on, on the one to George and the one to Debo is probably more of a throwaway than anything. Uh, trying to save Debo, uh, but getting the checkdowns throughout throughout the game throughout that second half that I was in would have been definitely beneficial for me and for our offense. Um, but yeah, going to continue to get better and go back and watch the tape tonight. Um, and excited for, for this week. Shout out to Trey for, you know, he knows, he's he knows a he's a rookie. He's, he's a, a well-spoken kid. kid. Um, and then I want to get to this, you know, we, I value, listen, I have, we've had Joe Staley on the show and there's a lot of stuff that was said off, off to the side, you know about this, but I, I really start to appreciate Joe's analysis now. Joe had some comments post game with Dante Whitner and the guys from NBC Sports Bay Area. Let's get to that. Really, really well. I was very surprised at how he was able to come in. Yes, there was some issues in the pocket. As an offensive lineman, I was counting back there. I was like, oh man, four seconds, get rid of the ball. But what how many able, Mississippis? What, able, what he's able to do with the ball in his hands and getting out of stuff and then creating plays, much like how Russell Wilson does. Once you get all of that going and the wide receivers are on the same page, there are those big plays downfield. I came into this game not saying that he's going to be ready, but after today, I might be swayed a little bit. There is some stuff, obviously, to work with, and there's some things to work on, but he was really exciting today. Well, coming into this game, we wanted to see Trey Lance, correct? We had a chance. Trey Lance, how many plays or first-team reps do you think he had throughout the week 
so that he can come up with the timing with Debo Samuel, Ayuk, and a bunch of these guys. And he stepped out there today with only a handful of first-team reps, and he was able to take you down and score two touchdowns and a 76-yard touchdown. And I'm okay with a little control chaos. When he's starting to move around in that pocket, did you see how much pressure he put on Seattle's defense? Did you see Jamal Adams look blatantly in the backfield and give up the 76-yard touchdown? All because of the play fake and Trey Lance starting to maneuver in the pocket. So moving forward, giving him first-team reps throughout the week, I'm thinking that you go with Trey Lance. I thought, man. I mean, why is Joe out here looking like a tight end these days? He lost a lot of weight. Peloton. Right? He's, he's looking. Out. Yeah, he's looking good. <laughs> um, I, I agree with with Whitner and, and Joe, and I'm not even going to push back on it anymore because we've we've been on this. You know, we we know who Jimmy Garoppolo is at this point. We know we've known since 2018. We've known since 2019 what he is. He's a limited quarterback who can help you win, and you're gonna have you're gonna have some really good days, and you're gonna have some really bad days. But a lot of times, it's gonna be right in the middle of the road. Hmm. It's time to rip the bandit off, Kyle. It's time to rip the bandit off, John. Just let this kid go out there. This is not a Super Bowl team. Can we can we say that? Like honestly, does this team look like a Super Bowl team? Hold on. No, man. No. No, it is. I mean, it's really it isn't. I mean, we've got. I think it's a team that, when healthy can play with anybody, can contend with almost anybody. But is this a team that's going to go out there and just, you know, catch dub after dub after dub and and win ugly and then still blow people out other weeks? I mean, we're 0-2 at home, right? 0-2 at home, 2-0 on the road, and we're playing ugly football. We got one against Philly playing ugly, and and the last two weeks, two ugly football games, we we haven't been able to pull those out. So if you're not gonna, if you can't pull out the ugly ones, and we have yet to see a good one, we had three quarters against Detroit, but that ended up getting ugly towards the end. We haven't seen a start to finish four quarters of good football yet from this 49er team, and we're going into Week Five like. I mean, this, you know, like, we're not, we're not getting, we're not, that's just not us right now. We're just not there. We're missing some pieces. Yeah. Um, couple, let's get to some of these there's questions. some really good questions. Yeah. yeah I was just going to say there's some really good ones. Um, Nick, uh, let's see here. Oh, never mind. It wasn't a question. Don't you blame the trainers for Jimmy's frail body? Yeah. Jimmy had an injury concern before he got to San Francisco. Remember, he did get hurt in New England. Uh, it was a shoulder injury. Now they're all not connected. You had a shoulder, you have the ACL, then you have the high ankle, and then now the calf. So they're all separate injuries. He's just an, he's at this point now we know he's an injury prone quarterback, or he's just I, I'm not going to call somebody frail. The guy played through a high ankle sprain a couple times. The ACL was at a game where he was trying to make a comeback. He made it. He was making a football play. Um, so that's a tough look for him. Um, Let's see here. How do I feel about how do we feel about Trey's comments? Kyle's comments on Trey. Those are expected. I don't expect much from Kyle Shanahan when it comes to this quarterback stuff. Like he's either really complimentary or he's not. Like yeah. like the only person I think he's ever complimented on a regular basis is Fred Warner and Jimmy Ward. Like those are the only two guys he compliments on a regular basis, right? He'll say some shit about Kittle needs to play better. He'll say Jimmy needs to do this better, but he's doing okay. 
Trey, him saying he looks like a rookie, I think we can all answer that and say the same thing. He looked like a rookie, hmm? but he looked better than the other rookies in their initial starts. Those what nine of 18 or whatever it was that he had, those look much better than what Zach Wilson did initially, what Justin did initially. Mac Jones was eh. Mac Jones is still meh to me. I don't know how um, he's playing tonight, but I saw a really nice fucking drive from Mac Jones yeah. today. And then Trevor Lawrence, he's in a bad situation. So mm-hmm. I don't take too much from Kyle's comments on those. Um, it's Yeah, Kyle has shown he's not uh, – Kyle's not that guy who – is walking into these press conferences with like, all right, if I get asked about this, I got to make sure for, for, uh, you know, PR purposes and for the, um, you know, for, for Trey's ego, I gotta, I gotta hype him up a little bit. Like who's going to do that while they're watching film and working together. And he's going to do that on the back and he's answering questions and he's just, he just, he's just spitting shit. Like there's just not a whole lot. I, I just, you know, there's some people that I think say things and there's, you know, there's the nice little Da Vinci code to it and you break it down. You're like, oh, that's why he said it this way. And, and I think Kyle's really careful with his words. And then there's other times where he's just he just fucking spits it, man. And he's just like, yeah, it's a rookie. Like, what do you like? Yeah, he's, he's going to look good at times. He's going to look bad at times. But that's where pick your poison. Like, because tr- Jimmy's the exact same way. Jimmy looks really good at times and Jimmy looks really bad at times. So which yeah. one do you want? Like the the vet who is injury the injury prone vet or the rookie? And you know, I'd rather do, go through the roller coaster ride of a rookie. That would make me feel better emotionally at least as I start watching these football games from here on out. Uh Tootsie in the uh, comments here. Why is Kyle always praising Jimmy now and talk down Trey? I think Kyle really wanted Mac Jones and the brass one with Trey. Trey is not Kyle's guy and that's why he hasn't been playing him. I will say this, hmm. looking at the country of the Shanahan system, in no world do I think Mac Jones is the pick because McVay went with Stafford. Obviously, LaFleur inherited Aaron Rodgers. Um, Zach Taylor drafted Joe Burrow. Stefanski really likes Baker Mayfield. Mac Jones is not their guy. And those are all Kyle Shanahan, QB Collective, coaching tree guys. Do I think Trey Lance was his guy all the way, all the way through? No, I don't buy that story just because the timelines don't make sense. Especially with if, if Trey was a guy in January, like they say, then you wouldn't have inquired or looked at Stafford. Right. Cause then mm-hmm. you, you had that plan all along to go get Trey. So I don't, I don't buy that. It was Trey the entire time, <clears throat> but I think there is something to be said, though, that maybe the the brass, you know, front office and things like that stepped in. I don't believe everything Kyle says. I just take it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, you got just, it with him. Yeah. The um, now outside of the quarterbacks, there was some really good things that happened. D Ford okay. sack, Nick Bosa sack, Javon Kinlaw sack. Um, Debo Samuel is on a all pro pro bowl pace right now. Another really good game from Debo. Eight receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. And Trey Sermon, 19 carries for 89 yards. It's funny how the running game looked much better with Trey Lance for some reason. I don't know. Almost like we said that would happen. Just <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I thought Trey I thought Trey was having a good day uh, regardless. But... Um, 
he definitely had an extremely positive day. And if if D doesn't get fucking called for offsides, offsides like he does. seems to do all the time, um, you know, who knows what happens, right? We get a, the ball back, and I don't know. But but D looked spry. Bosa looked, whew, with the exception of those, I think there was like a series or two where he was just not on. I was a little confused by that. Um, there Sometimes I was looking for him down the stretch of the game, but um, especially early on, I mean, Bosa looked like he was, he was just having his way. I mean, he looked like a monster. Um, you know, some really good, good, you know, individual play. Uh, I thought our linebackers were moving pretty well as well. You know, Emmanuel Mosley looked like a fucking stud today. So there, there was a lot of individual. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was, and he had some swag to him too. Like you could tell he was feeling really good today. But yeah, Debo. Debo is oh, wow, he does he look good. I don't know what's up with Brandon. Today was an interesting day for Brandon, but there was yeah, really this- good football, man. There was really good football from individual football, but the the fucking pass interferences are starting to just fucking piss me off because every single time it's man coverage. And someone throws a deep ball, we're getting a flag. And that's just where we're at. I think they said today, what are we at? Like eight? Yeah. Eight, league leading like eight. League leading eight pass. And what do we have? Three against Green Bay? So, like, this individual man on man. And and Kirkpatrick made some, some decent plays. And that was not one of them, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, outside of... Outside of the quarterback stuff, there was some there was some good stuff going on. But yeah, I'm look, just, I mean, let's look. But let's I like I, I like to think like okay, so we lost to Seattle, right? So we we talked we talked going into this like we were worried about maybe DK having his way, he and Tyler Lockett, but he didn't, right? So DK, what does he get? Thirty four yards. Is that is that right? Like, yeah. So two targets. I'm sorry, no, wrong guy. That was uh, I apologize. DK, eight targets, four, four receptions, receptions, 65 yards. So that's your guy. I mean that. I mean that's like your number one. He ends up with 65 yards. Tyler Lockett, 24 yards. So you hold these guys to under 100 yards receiving their two biggest weapons. <laughs> you you know Russell Wilson has a 16 for 23 149 yard day and you fucking lose yeah <laughs> like 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 all everything i look at says like we should win you did you played your defense played a hell of a football game and your receivers you know like um Debo Look like a stud. Look like a top, top notch wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Right. And we had said with with hopefully some as as play gets better, we were we were hoping Debo was going to have a really big year this year. And he's looking every part. When he's on the field, he is he is dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. Right. Outside of that, what did he have to? What did Debo have? 100, 150? Uh, 156 on eight 
on eight receptions, 12 targets, two touchdowns. That's wild. And then outside of that, what was the next closest guy? Uh, check four for 41. Kittle, four for yeah. 40. And Juszczyk only got involved as like a, a an additional little layer of security for Trey. Yeah. So, like, Sanu was four for 35. Ross Dwelly, one, one for 21 in a touchdown. Ayuk, one for 15, which is starting to annoy me. And then Juwan Jennings, yeah, four for 14. That's, that's the thing. Three targets for Ayuk, one reception. There's so that, many that's, that's not fucking right. You know, and now George. You know, he gets hit on that what would have been a touchdown by Adams. I, I believe it was Adams that ended yeah. up nailing him pretty good that that helped that ball come out. But the offensively, we it is not lack of talent. No, it's not. Like we have so much talent on this offense, and yet our defense did their job, and we were so inept, it makes zero sense to me. And do I blame it all on the quarterback? Do I blame that all on Jimmy Garoppolo? No. And, tra- and Trey? No. I, I don't, man. Like, I don't know what's with Kyle and some of these play calls and why he's deciding to, to focus on these certain individuals more than others and why we we run at certain times. Like, I don't understand it all right now, and I don't get it, and I'd like to – think that there's a rhyme and reason to everything but there's no we even with jimmy there's no reason this offense should struggle that badly against such a bad defense and we've had we have played a couple teams thus far that don't have a very good defense and we have we have not been able to put the ball in the end zone when we get to the red zone we've done a really good job this year of getting it in yeah but we haven't been able to sustain long drives and, and find a way to, to punch it in. Like we'll go, oh, we'll go three and out four or five times. And then, you know what, maybe we'll only have five play drives. And then, oh, then we'll get our, we'll grab a touchdown here and there. Then we'll turn the ball over and say, here, here's seven points or here's this and keep putting pressure on our defense who, like I said, had a really good day. I mean, it, it's rough. And I don't know what the deal is with Kyle and Brandon. And like, I don't know, but We'll see how he plans for this week. And this is going to be telling because if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want Trey Lance to be the quarterback right now, um, you know, and, and if that's because maybe some of the locker room, like a guy like George Kittle or someone else doesn't want, really doesn't want to be all in on Trey having Jimmy's job right now. I just want to see what this next, with this week of practice going into this game, a big, big game. Right. We talked about easing Trey in with the start of the year. You were like, hey, we should just start him off early and play some of these bad teams and get, you know, get some rhythm under him. Well, now now he went in against Seattle and he's about to go into what, Arizona and then Indianapolis. Those are the next two yeah. weeks, potentially, if he's starting. Arizona, so, yeah, yeah, it's sink or swim time against, you know, two teams that aren't going to be, you know, an easy, easy out. And Arizona surprised me today you know, unloading on Los Angeles. So on the Rams, so he's got his work cut out for him. And I, I can't wait to see how Kyle schemes it up because when Trey went in there, I think his first series, he didn't even throw the ball. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Too. What, what was that? It was three runs. It was uh 
Yeah, three and a half, right? And then, then, uh, then it was a draw by uh, Trey, who I think he fell, he fell short by one yard on it. Okay. Um, either way, Kyle just needs to adjust the uh, adjust the offense for the for for Trey. Yeah. We should see that this week. Um, you know, I think Tootsie brings up a good point here with Kyle as a head coach. Offense is not supposed to be the problem, especially by year five. Now, I don't think. Okay, yes, offense is a problem. I think the problem lies at the quarterback position. That's why you make the change. That's why you trade to three to pick a quarterback who gives you a lot more upside. You know, teams, I was, I read an article about how teams are crashing down on this play action after the run and the stretch There's a really good article. I'll post a link. Um, but if you look at the Rams besides not this week, but the Ram, I didn't get to watch the Rams, but last week the Rams ran three play action passes, three because their defenses are adjusting to this Kyle Shanahan McVay type of offense. And the, you know, the Rams were able to execute at a high level. Same thing with the Packers. When you have the quarterback who allows you to stretch the field vertically, you don't have to rely on the run game to create the play action. Um, so this is where Trey Lance comes in to play. And hopefully they develop him into, I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Rodgers or anything like that, but Hopefully you can develop into a guy who is not going to be reliant on the play action where you can play him in shotgun and the pistol and be able to deliver the ball down the field because you're scheming guys wide open. Just the mere threat of him running and then the run game running off of that, you know, is going to create a lot of lanes for a lot of open rushing lanes. And that's what you saw late in the second half with Trey Sermon, some really good rushing lanes. Now there was one where Trey didn't see it. He, he went, he literally runs right into the back of the guard when he had the left side wide open. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna come with time. This is again, this year is about to me, this year right now has become about Trey Lance's development. That's it. Like that is it. Kittle having no touchdowns, it is criminal. Run better routes, George, because you've been getting locked up too by some better by some better safeties and corners as well. That that needs to help. Um Oof. it's I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. This team, you know, and if Trey, if, if George has an issue with this Lance thing, hey, man, you're supposed to be the team guy. You're supposed to be the leader here, too. You got to you got to do your hat. You do got to do your part. So, yeah, and that that doesn't make sense to me either. Like, I, I get like feeling bad or feeling some kind of way a little bit. But again, this is a business. And hey, George, you got paid legit dollars. Like, right. So you got paid. And this whole no touchdowns, right? This, uh, well, I don't even know what uh, Georgia's stats were today. I, I know we just four spoke about that. What was it? I think it was four for 41. Okay. So, so even that, like, you're better than that. So if you can't get the consistency that you think you need or that you maybe you deserve as a top-end tight end in football, like you got to feel some kind of way like, look, dude, like you're messing my money. Like I'm, I'm getting paid. I got to go out here and perform and no touchdowns going into, you know, going in now what week five and he's four for 40 with no, like you're better than 40 yards receiving Absolutely. every week, every week. Like there's no way 40 yards, like who, who can actually literally just contain George to 40 yards. If we were at like, physically going at him and I, I know it says we targeted him 11 times and Seattle made some good plays on him and, and did cover him you know relatively well but George is better than that 
So you can cry, you can be upset all you want, but this offense, if this offense is in a better position because of a guy, then how 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 much can you really be upset about it? If if he's going to help you get yours and get maybe get to help you get in the end zone, how can you be mad at a change like that? It reminds me of like when uh, my dad, my dad had an old BlackBerry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 You know, my dad had an old phone and we were going smartphone and I bought him a smartphone and he didn't want that shit, man. He didn't want, I said, pops, I promise you, man, once you get, once you get used to this thing, right. And you learn how to use it and everything you're on the same page as this fucking phone. Like, yo, you're going to, you're, you're never, you're going to be, how did I live without this? Yeah. Well, Hey, it's going to be weird. You're going to figure you're going to, you're going to learn how to run routes a certain way to, to help him out. And you're going to have to do improv maybe a little bit more than you would have with uh right for remember Mullins got Kittle the record, not Jimmy. Damn. Tootsie bringing heat with that. And yeah. you had a, you had a hell of a year with Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. If, if I'm not if, saying Nick Mullins is better. Just be clear. No. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it, it, yeah, it's going to be a change because it's something new. And you're going to have to learn the ins and outs of this quarterback, right? Because now what's he going to do? He's going to run around a lot more than Jimmy. And maybe he's not going to read the, the defenses the same way Jimmy does. So you're going to have to improv a little bit. And it's going to be awkward. And you're going to be out of your own position, your own comfort zone for a little bit. But once you figure it out, once you get on the same page as this kid, you could make some special things happen, especially while he's improving and he's running around. George is athletic enough. He could break his route, follow it. Like he, he can do some things and make some really special things happen. But if you just want to sit there and be all bitter about it because, hey, this guy took us to a Super Bowl, and this goes to anybody offensively on that team. Like, come on, man. You got you got to roll with it. You could be sorry about it. You pat your dude on the back, wish him to, you know, speedy recovery. I don't, again, we don't even know how long he's going to be out, if he is going to be out. But if that's the case, Get with the program. Like, yeah, it's going to suck. But guess what? Just like my dad. Now my dad's all about that smartphone. Like, you figure it out. And you you learn to work with it. And you're like, damn, this thing is this thing's not too shabby, right? There's the good and the bad with everything. But Trey brings a little bit more upside to that offense. And I think George could be one that could really reap a lot of those rewards, especially on those, those off-kilter improvisation kind of plays. Um, so let's stick with George real quick before we get off of George. George mm-hmm. Kittle is the most upbeat. David Lombardi tweeted this out. George Kittle is the most upbeat of the 49ers players who came to the podium after the after this loss. I'm still really excited. The sky's not falling. There's not a bear in the building. He played really, really well in the first half, but couldn't couldn't execute down the stretch. George, you had one good drive in the first quarter. And then you scored 14 points in the second half. What are you talking about, bro? They scored in the first quarter, man. The three of the four quarters, they scored 14 points after that. Like, what? Yeah. What are we excited? Like, not, not that you should ever feel like, holy shit, everything's falling apart. But at some point, someone has to look themselves in the mirror and get on a podium and be like, yo, this isn't good enough. There's no accountability here. Outside that's, of- that, that's what's pissing me off. Like you 21 points against Seattle when their fucking defense is awful. 21 points. And you, you're going to sit there 
And not one person is going to say on the offensive side, this isn't good enough. We should like, we need to be a whole lot better. And we're going to get back in there and we're going to work and we're going to watch film. This is fucking bullshit. We need to be better than that. Like it, it's unreal. You have ability. You have Trent Williams. Say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still a starting quarterback. Debo Samuel's holding up his end, right? He's holding up his end of the bargain. Bruno Ayuk, where are you? George Kittle, where are you? You know, Ross Dwelly scores a touchdown. Really big plays. First time I heard his name all fucking season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Sermon looks improved. Guess what? Run him inside the way he was designed to run the ball. That's what he did at Ohio State. Yeah. Run him behind your guards and center. Run him behind your left tackle. Stop asking him to stretch the defense. Use this inside zone. I am of the belief that you drafted Trey Sermon to run with Trey Lance. Like, that is the design. You got Aaron Banks as well to run with Trey Lance. Big body, get to the second level, and you have holes and lanes for Trey and Trey to get through. There's just, there's to me, this just seems like there's no accountability since week one. I think they've been smelling them, smelling themselves too much. I don't know how you can after coming off the season that you had last year. Cool, you were in the Super Bowl in 2019. That's not going to repeat itself. There was a lot of things that went right in 2019 for them to make the Super Bowl. When you look, when you really look back at it, how often do you get a third and 16 twice? How often do you get a fourth and two with a face mask at the end of the game? Not often. Yeah. Right? The the goal line stop with Drake Greenlaw, that doesn't happen. Right? And the only reason you're in that position because your quarterback fucking decided to stink it up in the second half versus the pack as a Seahawks. Like, well, let's have this real conversation about it. Yeah. 19, it took every bit of that team and effort to be the number one seed. Right? And then it lined up perfectly. Cool. You got the Vikings who couldn't block the, the front four. Then you get the Packers who couldn't stop a nosebleed in the run game, and you ran yourself all the way into the Super Bowl. And then when it was time to use your quarterback to use him the way quarterbacks are supposed to be used around the league, you couldn't get it done. And here we are, two years later, with some of the same issues, because Kyle has yet to be, the way Steve Young says it, expansive with his offense. For the genius that Kyle Shanahan is, he is handcuffed by his quarterback, and he's also handcuffed his quarterback. Mm. Right? Because Jimmy handcuffs him and Kyle says, Nope, I don't trust you to throw the ball a certain distance. I don't trust you to throw the ball outside the numbers. So we have to work within this within this offense. Yeah. Now you get the guy. Maybe you thought he was going to be a starter right week one, but maybe you were wrong. And now you have to kind of adjust on the fly. Now you've created so many issues on this team, Kyle. Kyle, I'm pointing the finger right at Kyle on a lot of this stuff. Mm. You have to. I, I mean, that's where it starts. And it, I mean, everything after that, you know, trickles down, but you, you got to at some point start from the top and that is the coach. And I agree with you. I mean, you look back at that Seattle game and there were, there were times where you thought we, we had all the momentum going and then it'd be a turnover right on our offense and give a short field to Seattle and let a, let their defense score points or, or give Russell Wilson a short field and which allowed them to get themselves back into a game and, and steal momentum. So there were lots of things where one yard here, uh, you know, we, we do one thing differently there and that changes the entire landscape. I mean, it's like the fucking multiverse, right? Like everything went right. We were that team. We had a ton of injuries and we were plugging people in and guys were coming through and just everything was going right. We were finding ways to win 
big games, even when not everything was going our way. And a lot of the times we were in tough situations because of the quarterback play and the turnovers that forced us into bad situations and gave teams momentum and stole points from us because of the quarterback play that made us have to make really big defensive plays towards the end of that year to help kind of stay off losses. And that's where we're at, man. It's now we're not getting that. Now the defense is, is, you know, hot or cold sometimes or they, they look okay, but we are, we are at a, a disadvantage with our cornerback situation, but now we need our offense and our offense looks, Oh, I, I don't even know what the word is. Cause it, it, I, I'm just going to say inconsistent, but our offense is the inconsistencies of our offense. We need, we need our offense to come through and drop 30 something to win this game. Have to. And there's no reason why we shouldn't have been able to do it. But yet we go on the half seven, seven. Yeah. And then we let a team that's never scored a third quarter point yet this season score two touchdowns and then go like, I don't know, was it 20, uh, scored 21? Was yeah. it like 21 unanswered points for 21. Seattle? Yeah, 21 unanswered. Um, like that's fucking unacceptable. So uh, let's get to one more Dante Whitner soundbite. Should I crack out. another beer? I wasn't going to do it. Go ahead. Should no, I do, I'm it? Gonna, Should I do it? Okay. People are here for you, bro. It's all right. Um, Man. Let's uh, let's get to Dante. Jimmy Garoppolo, he played really well in that first series, but there were multiple balls out there in the first half that he put the ball in the, in the defender's hands and they just dropped it. So he's not playing too much better than a rookie right now with the way that he's throwing the football. <laughs> what can you lose by having Trey Lance on the field, running around, improvising, making big plays for this offense? There's nothing that you can lose at this moment. This is not the same defense from 2019. You're going to have to outscore people. You just said all that, Fern. Thanks, Paul. Uh, yeah, but that's that's look. That's what bothers me. And I remember, I think it was two years ago. I'm I was still commuting. This is like before COVID, and we would have our conversations, Javi, when I was on my hour co- commute. Yeah, and this was after 2019, after our loss, and we were like still like, oh, like it, it bothered us, and we were going to the off season, and I was like, well, look, man. If Trey can just get a little, I mean, I'm sorry, Trey. <laughs> if if Jimmy could just get a little better, right? If he just yeah. can get a little, just clean it up. Maybe takes a couple extra deep throws, but just cut those interceptions down a little bit to help, you know, bring some of that pressure off the defense. Then we don't need the defense to perform at the level in which it did in 2019. And it would have been irresponsible for any organization to assume that they were going to get that kind of production year in and year out from their defense. So in my opinion, I was always on the fact of Jimmy was going to have to progress as a quarterback, cut down the turnovers, take some chances down the field, right. And still do what he likes to do, which is throw those balls over the middle as it's opened up, but he's going to have to do a little bit more really lead this offense and, it never happened. Because I, I, as Jimmy, is Jimmy better today? No. Then now, granted, then he's had the injuries, but is he better today than he was when we brought him in uh, against Seattle? And he, and then he goes off, and what we win was it five games? Yeah. So no, is, he's not is he a better quarterback. No, he's not today better. than he was then. Like, I, 
if he's not better than then he stayed the same and that's four years now and i and i know he's had injuries but if you haven't gotten better at all and we needed you to get better it's not like he's a russell wilson or an aaron Rodgers. where look if you just maintain your level of play you're a top four quarterback in the nfl we needed him to be a more efficient quarterback not necessarily a, this gunslinger who was dropping 400 yards passing and throwing the ball 40 times. We needed a more efficient quarterback, and he's the same quarterback that he was when he came in four years ago, and that's not going to be good enough. And our defense is playing good enough for us to be in ball games the past two weeks, and our quarterback isn't able to get the job done, and here he is hurt again, and that's unfortunate. I don't wish injury on anybody, but – now we've got Trey in there, and let's ride the roller coaster with Trey, and let's see how this offense evolves and adapts and how these wide receivers and tight ends and the running game adapts because this is going to be – this is a league where we're going to need to put up points, and Kyle's offense typically does put up right around 30 points or so, and we're not there. Like we, we need to be in the 30s, and our offense is more than good enough and more than capable enough to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm – We've been beating this horse or beating this dead horse, you know, beating the dead horse at this point now. It is. Been, it is. And it's, it's not like negative. We're not trying to be negative here. It's it's just it's this team is better than that. We're wasting talent. We're waste time is a, is not a luxury, especially in the NFL, between salary caps and and just players, right? You know that the the lifetime of a, an NFL player is it's a really short window. Not everybody can play at a an all pro level for 10 years. Maybe you can yeah. get three to four years out of most players at an all pro level. Like you're doing a pretty good job in the NFL and we're wasting a window where we have guys like Debo and Brandon and George. And we have, we said we have a, a fullback, a crazy fullback who's like a running back. And, and we've got, we've got great defensive players and we're wasting that because we're in this quarterback limbo. That doesn't make sense to me. Like let's let's speed this process up, and if we got to take this year to figure it out, then let's take this year to figure it out. But let's not play this fucking game anymore. Yeah, and we're you know we're sitting in this division with Stafford, Kyler, and Russ. Jen got it right. Yeah, fourth yeah. best quarterback. And we said it. We shouldn't even keep saying it the way we're saying it, but I would rather deal with the inconsistencies of a rookie than the inconsistencies of an eight-year vet at this point. This is the, what we saw in that fourth quarter or that second half, which is what you're going to deal with with a rookie. You're going to have the ebbs and flows of a game and the ebbs and flows of his development. You're going to see that, right? If Kyle can protect, if Kyle can protect Jimmy Garoppolo the way he has for three, four years, he can do the same thing for Trey Lance, right? Now, it's up to Trey to understand where to go with the ball because too many times today he did not know or look like he knew where to go with the ball. Mm-hmm. that's going to be part of the process. I had someone in my mentions. Oh, he's not ready. He's not ready. Look, no one, you, you learn by doing, right? You learn by doing, Oh, he could learn that in practice. No, he can't learn that in practice because you're playing against the same guys in practice. They yeah. can't hit you. They don't touch you. Right. And then they're running the same coverage as you've seen all the time. So you should be able to execute versus them. So yeah. the only way to learn is by doing. So you need to see Bobby Wagner, undercut one of your throws and nearly pick it off. So now you know, oh, you know what? I need to get that ball out earlier or look him off. 
right? What about the, the throw to Kittle in the end zone? Mm-hmm. Maybe if I'm not a tick late, that's a touchdown for Trey and Kittle, right? Secure the ball before he gets hit. Learn. Yep. So. Yeah, and that's that's a great point too because, I mean, the whole dealing with the ups and downs of a rookie versus a veteran. If you can't understand that, uh, then like the only way I can even relate that to normal day to day life is at your job. If you have been there for years, and you make a fucking dumb mistake, you don't have an excuse. Whereas if you're the new hire. And you make the same mistake and you go, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. You can live with those things like, oh, well, that's the new. He's got to fucking figure that out. But you, Javi, you've been here for five years. Like, that's fucking unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And that that's that's life. Like, that's just how shit is. And you're right. I mean, the play that Bobby made on Trent. Where where uh, 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 Trey just rifles in a 100 mile an hour fastball to Trent as he comes back and Bobby makes a phenomenal layout like completely extended to tip that away but those are the windows of the nfl and especially with a great linebacker like that's how you learn like fuck i better i better throw that ball a second sooner right before he breaks on that ball so i can i can make this completion it's same thing with george right like those are those are perfect examples because that's how you learn and again trey's got his own little things that he's going to need to work on but that's just the reality of being a rookie in the NFL. And we need to, at some point he needs to get acclimated and needs to figure it out because just playing against his defense and the, the, the reps he's getting as a number two, he's not going to, it's not, it's not going to get him to that level. yet. He's going to learn this offense, right? He's going to learn the play calling and what he's designed to, you know, what this call and who should I be looking for on this play? If this corner does this, or if this safety does that, but until you're out there where these guys are playing games with you and baiting you in a certain throws, like you, you're not going to take that next level. So this is all good stuff for him. And what I love is just how he talks about it afterwards. He, he's, he's a very humble kid and he's, he's not saying, Oh, you're right. It was my first one. I was a little nervous guys. Like, no, he was prepared. He said it. I'm prepared. He, he looks like that kind of kid who's working hard at it. He just needs to get those reps and we've got to ride with that. And look, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy's not going to give us anything more than he has already given us. Like you are not going to get more from Jimmy Garoppolo than what we have already gotten from Jimmy Garoppolo. And if that is good enough for you to ride with that for the next five, six years, fine. But that's not good enough for me with the talent that's here. You know, if we were rebuilding and we've got we've had this veteran quarterback and he was our best play, uh, whatever. But no, we've got tons of talent and we're trying to find the right quarterback that can get us over the hump. And I don't I don't think that's Jimmy, unfortunately, as much as I wanted to believe that it would be him, because where has he progressed in five years or four years? How long can you just say injuries? Where where has he gotten that much better since he has been a San Francisco 49er? What part of his game? Because I don't know. It's the same. It's the same guy. I don't know. Even when he first came in, he ran a little bit more than he does now. But, you know, maybe the torn ACL will do that to you. But I, I don't like where are we at? Like, let's fucking make a change. And if we're going to have another losing season, at least be able to say it's because we're out here getting Trey going. <laughs> 
I can I can live with that. I could stomach that, but not not the other way around anymore. Yeah, baptism by fire. That is mm-hmm. what this is going to be with Trey. While you brought it up, um, is Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think he's going anywhere, but I think he knows. And I think that's the biggest one of the biggest reasons why this whole Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance thing has been this weird limbo is because he's like, well, I got to win games. Like, right. My, so my record as a 49er isn't that great. Win loss record. You take 2019, which was that was the year you take that away. And now it's like, well, I, I got it for the organization. I got I got to get some wins. Even if we're not winning the Super Bowl, we got to be we got to be that team that wins 10 games, nine games, 10 games, plays a playoff. Like that's where we should be. And frankly, that's where the 49ers should be with this talent. This is this is not a, a team that should not be making the playoffs. So I think that's the fire he has under him. I don't think he thinks he's losing his job because I think he knows he isn't. He's not losing his job anytime soon. But the, the decisions he has made, giving up the assets, getting Trey, playing this limbo game, right? Where we're at, how we're how thin we are at cornerback, our offensive line depth. Like these are things he's going to have to address because those are going to be the things that over the years are going to be what does in a quarter, does in a coach. Those decisions for certain players and do they pan out and does do we get as far as we need to? And that's where Kyle, I think, is is feeling just feels that pressure like, man, this ship has to be in the right direction. And right now, we, we could still have a very successful season. I still think we're going to be in the playoffs. But, yeah. but it's these kind of losses that you sit there and go like, that's unacceptable against a really poor defense. It's frustrating, to say the yeah. least. <clears throat> Kyle on the hot seat, no. If Kyle, if Kyle was if Kyle was gonna be on the hot seat, it would have been 2019, right? But then he they but then went to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl, and it gives you 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 buy yourself time. 2020, the injuries pile up. Who who knows what's going on with the injury? I, I everyone keeps bringing up the Joe Staley comment about the um the injuries, the training staff. The, the training staff. So I'm gonna go find that, but. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you might have to question the training staff. You might have to question the process of how they draft and acquire players. Um, Kyle's not on the hot seat. Kyle's not going anywhere. Kyle was just allowed to mortgage the future. So Kyle has, at the very least, until 2024. Because that's the next time you'll have a first-round pick. Yeah. He has two to three seasons to get this right. And... It's not even it, the sky's not falling. It's they're two and two. They've lost to two pretty good de- teams, Green Bay and Seattle. It's still Russell Wilson and and Rodgers. They beat two bad teams in the Eagles That's and the Lions, and they didn't look good beating the Eagles when they should have blown them out. But a win is a win, whatever. If if the only reason, the only way Kyle gets fired, in my opinion, is if Lance absolutely flames out, right? If Lance is an absolute dud. But from what we saw today, that doesn't seem to be the case. I think this he could be a very, I think he's a very capable quarterback. Absolutely, I think he can get the job done with Kyle if Kyle embraces him and really like works with him. Right, this is all about coaching him up, and this is you didn't get the quarterback that maybe was 
plug and play, but you got a guy with an, a, a ceiling that's through the roof, but you got to coach the kid. What gets me even more upset then, you know, we can talk about quarterback playing. We can, we can do that and we can go on a tangent and I've had one too many blue moons this evening, but I look at like the, the undisciplined football that we've been playing, you know, to, to have eight penalties for 78 yards, two turnovers. Guess what? Seattle didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Right. Their penalties that they had equated to 27 yards and they had zero turnovers. Our penalties equated to 78 yards with two turnovers, the fumble and the interception, the fumble and the kick. Right. Um, And those are the things like our margin for error is not that large. We can't have those kind of we have to be fundamentally sound, disciplined football. We can't turn the ball over. Especially, you know, when it comes to like not Jimmy, like the, the fumble on the kickoff, that was ridiculous. Now, yeah. that, you know, the hey, that the special teams has been a, a highlight so far. So everyone's going to have a bad day and those kind of things happen. But when you're, but when your margin of error, that, that window is so small, giving up almost 80 yards of penalties and turning the ball over twice is not going to get you a W. Like it's just, it isn't. So we can we can talk Jimmy and we can we can be upset and we can vent on that. But seventy eight penalty yards, two turnovers, with this team the way it looks, we're not going to be able to overcome those types of days. Yeah, you can't. You have to create turnovers. You have to stop turning the ball over. You can't keep. You're dead last in the league with turnovers. You're. You, mm-hmm. I think it's what plus four, plus seven, whatever it is. I don't know. Either way, they're close to the bottom of the league in that situation. A couple questions coming in here. Uh, this is, we're, we're running really long, which, but this is one of the games. I figured this would be one that would run long regardless of what happened. Yes, oh, yeah. we got the QB switch in there. Um, John V, what is this garbage? I'm reading that the organization put a stop to the Mac Jones pick and that Lance was not Kyle's pick. I don't buy the Mac Jones thing. I think he liked him. Absolutely. Um, I think I said it earlier in the show. If Mac Look at look at the other quarterbacks that guys who come from Shanahan's tree come from, right? Like they went Stafford, Stefanski has Baker, Rogers and Lafleur, and then Zach Taylor drafted Joe Burrow. None of those guys look like Mac Jones, right? Mac mm-hmm. might look okay in New England, whatever, but the regression's gonna happen, right? That team is not as talented. They're gonna he Mac has not looked that great. Let's just be very clear. He hasn't looked great. Um Trey gives you the upside. He's going to give you the upside. You're going to see that. And hopefully Kyle can develop him. Now, this is the only guy Kyle has had the opportunity to develop, right? Because name me the last time an OC, a quality control coach, a wide receiver coach has been responsible for developing quarterback. That's never happened. So in Kyle's overall career, that's never been his responsibility. Now he invested the picks to get this kid. This is his project. This is his guy to go get. So this is the only time we're ever going to truly see him develop a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo came to him after being in the league, I want to say three, four years. He kind of had to work some of that Bill Belichick stuff out of him. But this is the only true example of Kyle Shanahan having the opportunity to develop a quarterback. And I think he will. I think Kyle has enough in the offense to allow this kid to get comfortable, get confidence. We saw in that last drive of the game, 
He looked much more calm, settled. Again, we talked about it early in the show. Give him a week's prep, and he should be fine. Yeah, I mean that that whole, um, the whole the organization and this, you know, the the scouting department was like, hey, look, Max, not that guy. Even though Kyle wanted him, is an interesting theory. I just I can't buy that. That's that's who he wanted, considering all they were willing to give up to go get. It just doesn't doesn't make sense but my whole thing with trey from the start when they were considering it and that's why i thought justin maybe was a little bit more ready to play and that's why i thought justin might have been a better or not might have been i thought that might have been the pick whereas you started to to really elaborate on justin and the connections with fields and it made sense to me because i didn't know how much kyle wanted to build a quarterback and that was my thing like how, how much do you actually want to build a quarterback, work with a quarterback from scratch and get him, get him up and running into your offense. Or do you want a guy where you're just going to have to tweak a couple things and let him go in there. And, and he's, he's almost plug and play and Trey can do so many things, but he's, he's going to need that one-on-one with Kyle and understand Kyle's philosophies and why he thinks the way he thinks and why this is drawn up this way. And the fact that they picked him, you know, made me think that Kyle Kyle wanted that dual threat, that kid where he can be like, this is on me now. This is on my shoulders. If this doesn't pan out, I lose my job. Yeah. Like, I want that. Like, I want my guy so that at the end of the day, if I ever get fired from this job, I know I did it my way. So, Jones does look good tonight. I guess he's I like, I like our guy. I like our guy. I was not in the – the reason – part of the reason I – I got to see Mac Jones in person at the senior bowl and he looked just like the guy we have currently. Like that's what he looked like. And I was like, there's no fucking way we're trading all this for that. Guy. There's just no way. Right. He had his little beer gut hanging out of his Jersey. He stood awkwardly. Didn't really know. No, there isn't. Like when you're 21 and then college, I mean, come on in years. All right. All right. Yeah. That's you know. fair. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's just frustrating. Um, so the night we there is some good here. I think we can both agree that the player of the game for the Niners is Debo Samuel, right? Probably thus far the MVP of the team. Yeah, okay. I'd say I'd say Debo. Okay, um, I'm good with that. And then the play of the game was that big touchdown to Debo. Like you, you have to. I give Trey credit for making that throw making the play, opening it back up, keep it, keeping the Niners back and, you know, kind of keeping it. I love that play call. That was, that was a a perfectly designed play call and it was nice. Yeah. Dance will make them dance. That is the hope we have. I think, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo took his last snap as a 49er this today. This is it. It's over. It's It's over. Man. Um, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I just want to see a full week. I, I just look, I mean, if he's, I hope he's not that injured. I hope he can come back. I want one week of an offense being designed for Trey. And I just want to see what that looks like. And hopefully that's good enough to keep him as a starting quarterback week two and beyond. But I just want to see Kyle completely embrace this change, have the offense flowing get this kid comfortable early with some of those throws that he made on the last drive to Kyle, 
those types of throws a little earlier on. Let's pick up a couple first downs, run the ball, run him around, move him around. Let's get him some easy completions and then let's go. Let's take some shots. Let's move him. Uh, let's really see what, what he could do as well, especially hopefully the offensive lines intact. Trent Williams isn't too banged up, but Vincent, you're a hundred percent right. Bosa looks fucking dirty. Like, I, I don't even understand how a man good. can do it's what he good. does. He does like it's unreal what he can do. And he's so his I mean, I guess when you're just raising a house like that, like your football IQ, you can just tell this dude is a football junkie. Like the way he moves, the way he knows to, you know, reach his arms out for these running backs, even while he's getting thrown around a little bit, like it is awesome i think coach Shane. someone said earlier i think he's trying to get fired and i'm like come on like you're not gonna get i mean college football top-notch college football is a pretty good gig i'm not gonna lie that sounds like a really awesome opportunity Could you imagine kyle usc <laughs> fuck wow but urban meyer's trying i guess i don't know but you're yeah i mean like look urban meyer had whatever he wanted look, my only th- uh, college football is just something but it does seem like an awesome, an awesome gig if you're at one of those top-notch programs. Yeah. But what else could you want? You're at a, you're in an NFL organization with tons of talent. You were just in a Super Bowl two tons years ago. What's that? And tons of money. Jed doesn't give a shit. Jed yeah, makes like, sense. You couldn't ask for a better app. It'd be one thing if you were in Detroit. Like I get that, but mm-mm. I could see that too. Yeah. Right. I can imagine Kyle in Denver with Rogers. Yeah, Tootsie. Uh, that's the one I was reading. It was Tootsie's. He's trying to get fired so he can end up in Denver with with Rogers. <laughs> Tootsie, I'm a. Uh, I'm. Oh. We're about to block you, bro. I'll no, freak just... out, man. If that actually happens, you gotta you gotta DM me or something. I gotta buy you a drink or so. I'll send you some. I don't know where you live, but I'll, I'll send you some money. If that happens. That's like the most prophetic thing I've heard thus far. Kyle trying to get fired ends up in Denver with Rogers. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't even want to think about that. Me neither. Um, but there, you know, we, this, this is, this is going to dominate the week. Jimmy Lance. Um, hopefully Jimmy Garoppolo is not really injured. Hopefully it's nothing that is long-term for him. Um, but I think this was, that was his last snap as a Niner. That was the first half like, in Seattle. That was what it was. Story of Jimmy Garoppolo's career in San Francisco, consistently inconsistent. Uh, it is what it is. Um, okay, real quick, let me get to this one. Uh, Izzy, for, uh, please thoughts on field goal kickers we can bring in. I I haven't even looked. Um, let's take a look who's out there real quick. But I don't think there's anyone of note. Um, yeah, let's nice, see. They're going to do tryouts. Tomorrow, probably tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, let's see here, twenty twenty one free agents kickers. <clears throat> so Dan Bailey's available. Zane Gonzalez, Stephen G- Stephen Gotskowski, Aldrick Ro- Rosas, Eddie Pinheiro. And this mm. list does not look very promising. I mean, Gostowski wasn't. I mean, it's not he's great, like, but it's almost forty. Is he? So, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't know. 
I mean, we're definitely in terms of name wise, we're not going to get better name wise. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, from what this dude is getting paid, that he's got. I mean, you you got to be out there, and I, kickers traditionally just don't get a whole lot of like leeway with these kind of things. Like, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't get a whole lot of slack when it comes to a kicker. And Robbie's Robbie's played hardball with the Niners. He's got what he wanted. He's gone out there. He's missed some some big field goals. He's made some big ones, but you know, right right before the Seahawks game to go out, and it's not his fault. You pull your groin, you pull your groin, but like you, you know, again, you just only get so much sack as a as a starting kicker. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Niners do fall to two and two. We'll be back for a pregame of the Lance versus Kyler Murray game. Forty Niners versus Arizona. So Trey Lance is expected to get his first start this week. And then uh, by week after, so he gets more time to prep. And then uh, we'll be out there for the indie game. Well, I'll be out there for the indie game. Yeah, but uh, don't. hopefully, I'll just get a win so we can give out some free hats. If you haven't gotten a resident hat, make sure you check out everything at residence at residency.com. Yes. Um, they're hooking us up. And they, you know, once the Niners win a guy win a game again, we'll give away some hats. They're back here, um, <clears throat> and we'll take care of you guys. Uh, until then, I'm Javi. That is Fern. Check us out on Twitter at JaviVeg underscore. Check my guy Fernando here at. DZ0880. Everyone stay safe. Enjoy the week. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Peace.